Hello, and welcome to another episode of Throne Controllers Podcast. I'm Bats, and as always, I'm joined by the Cheeky Case. Case What's up? Uh, great. I went, I went British on you this time. Yeah, I was going to say something about pitting the fool, but then I realized that's Mr. T. Yeah. And did you know he did? All right. When do you think Mr. T first said Pity the Fool? I would say probably once he had a cartoon show. No, it was in the, when he was in Rocky. Really? Yeah, I just found that out this week because I have no life. All right. So I was like, whoa, when did Mr. T say Pity the Fool? And so I sat there and did some kind of like typing thing and this searchy thing, and it told me. Never heard of it. Searchy, typey? Yeah. It's called we Bing. should start a website called Searchy Typey. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Bing. Ah, Bing. Reliable to the end. There, Microsoft. I said it. Send me the check. You know, I'm always saying to people, hey, just Bing that. That's right. I Bing bing that. Every time I'm at a bar, I'm like, hey, dude, you should go Bing that. And people are like, I don't know, dude. That seems a little out of my uh, range. I don't know if I could Bing that tonight. Is this going nowhere? Great. Well, you know. Your jokes are falling flat on on the ground here. Maybe we should move. This is a quality podcast. Everybody loves to listen to it for the content and the character, the jokes, the banter, friendly back and forth. Thanks for listening. I thought it was because of your voice. The, the Velvet Fog? No. No, it's not, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So, Case. Yes. What have you been playing? Many things. Video game-wise. Oh, oh, video game-wise. Video game-wise. Oh, it's weird. I, I feel like I've played stuff. No, so I've... um. Well, still dabbling in Elite Dangerous. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel that sometimes when the game works right, I like it a lot, and then other times it doesn't work right, and I'm like annoyed. And what I mean by that is, right now I'm still a crappy first-level spaceship because I haven't put enough time into the game. And really all I can do is scavenge stuff and transport stuff. I can't do like the, go kill these guys. Um, so... I'll go to a base and they're like, they don't have anything I can do. And I'm like, I don't know what to do when I don't have any quests to do. I'm like, it just seems weird to fly around randomly. And when that happens, I just kind of like quit the game. Like I have to, and come back later hoping that there's a quest I can do. Like they don't have quests based on your level everywhere you go. And I think that's the one big problem I have with the game. Is it uh, still an early access? No, no, it's a, it's a full release. But, but they're still developing. Yeah, they, they've, they're adding patches like every week. So hopefully they're fixing some of that issues. Like I, don't, I wouldn't mind, like, there are harder ones that I might be able to do, but it's just sometimes I go to a space station and it's like, go kill this pirate! And you're like, I'm like there's no way in hell I can kill that pirate. And I'm like, so now I fly to a different space station and then it says, get me some animal meat! And I'm like, I have no idea where animal meat is. And so I just keep on quitting and come back an hour later. Because the way the quests work, they're randomized every, generated every hour. So if you come back, there might be different ones there. Hmm. Um, so, but and once I have us, like last night, I had like a chain of like six quests I could do, and it was fun. I enjoyed that. But then I got no quests at the last space station I was at, so I was like, all right, I'm done, quit. Um, anyhow, so I was playing that, and then I um, went ahead and played two other games for first glance videos, which I played um, the War of Mine. War of Mine. The War of Mine. Yes. Okay, it's, what's that about? It's, uh, it's like um, set in the war, a war. I'm a, I think it's a current war time. I, I, I originally thought it was like a past 
in like the World War II time period, but I think it's like you know nowadays. And you play not as a soldier. I think you play as one of the people in the bomb-ridden city. Oh, I've seen this. It's like yeah. the city. It's an occupied city. Yeah, essentially, like or like um, blockaded. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, kind of like been carpet bombed, and you and two friends are in this building, and you're trying to survive basically. And so during the day, you can build up your your um, your base by using the you know materials you found. So you can like upgrade it, build a bed. You know, build up a, a, a water purifier, you know, stuff like that, so they can like get more equipment and rest. And then at night, you can send people out to scavenge, or you can keep people in the house to guard it and to sleep. Um, and then when you're scavenging, it's kind of like a stealth game where you can like breaking into a house and sneaking around uh, um, and searching for materials. But sometimes the, the houses are empty with nobody in there, so you just kind of like get everything you can find. Other times there might be like bandits in there that you have to like kind of move around them so they don't see you because once they see you, there's no way you can fight them. Um, and then one time I went to a house and there's this old couple and I could just like rob from the old couple if I wanted. I, I, I didn't though because I felt bad. <laughs> but so that's basically what the game is. And um, I played like I think my first round I got 10 days into the occupation until I had someone die. Um, and that was just because I was being stupid because I wanted to see how combat worked and it was crappy. Um, but I did kill someone and then I died. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I like the concept of the game. I like this like whole like playing this like survivor aspect in a war instead of being like the soldier. I just, it has too much elements of, you know, Daisy-ish or State of Decay where I had to like go scavenge and build stuff and I'm not really sure like like, the game just drops you in with no tutorial, so I'm not even sure if I'm, like, building the right stuff or wasting my goods. I guess they're kind of making you, oh, if war happened in your in your city, you wouldn't have this tutorial to help you out either. Um, and there's, like, and the only way you get depth in the characters is if you read their bio every night to see, like, what they said during the day. So there's, like, some disconnect I feel from the game. I really don't care if anyone dies. Um, but overall, I mean, it's, it's well built. It's not my style game, I think. Hmm. Yeah, you uh, might. I actually, I think you would like it. I, mean, I think it's more up your alley. Yeah, uh, maybe. But I, I also like the ability to. Um, I like games like that, but I like it where if you play long enough, you can get super overpowered, and that's not that type of game is never going to have that where you get like where you're just like walking around like crushing stuff because you're, oh, yeah, you're not a soldier, and two is it's you know. Actually, you're going to get where you've crafted everything and you've got surpluses and stuff. Yeah, I think I think I haven't got far, that far, but I think if you survive long enough, it actually gets harder. And because when you go scavenge, there's like a set of places that are unlocked, and every day more get unlocked. But the map is very small of what you can scavenge on. So I think eventually you hit a point where there's so limited amount of resources out there that it becomes like you have to make those hard choices of like. Robbing the old people, killing this bum to get his stuff, and eventually you're just going to run out of resources and to show that your choices are survival or being uh, inhuman, I think, is what they're going to go for. I just haven't got that far because the game really doesn't capture me that much. Mm. That's, that's where I feel. I mean, I think the underlying story is a cool thing to, like, to have someone play, but the gameplay style is just not for me. Have you hit a fail state? Like, Have you had everybody die yet or anything? No, I, I, I didn't get that far. Once my one guy died, because I just wanted to see what combat did, I was like, I'm going to restart, because now I kind of have an idea how the game works. 
because I the first thing I did when I when I first started was upgrade the house I'm in, and I'm like, and so I use like every resource that was given to me at the very beginning of the game to do that. And that was probably the bad idea. I should have bought like got got food and like um, like a, a an oven and stuff like that instead of just upgrading the house. So I just have to like figure out that balance, I think, of when to upgrade your house, when to build food, when to build a bed. Because like, if you don't build a bed, you guys can't rest well and stuff like that. Mm. Um, the one thing that is kind of fun, though, is the guy you send out scavenging during the night, of course, doesn't get sleep, so he has to sleep during the day. But then the guy, but usually the guy you send out is your best scavenger because they have like stats. Like Some guys are really good at scavenging, some guys are good at running, some guys are good at cooking. And so you like always want to send the scavenger out, but then he might have been injured, so you need to figure out which guy you want to not sleep that night to go scavenge. And so it's like this nice balance of human resources, kind of, not just um, physical resources. So you like manage who's going out when and stuff like that, uh, which I found that really kind of neat. Um, but again, it's just never didn't pull me in enough to keep on going. Hmm. I mean, it sounds interesting. I don't know. I think, like you said, and maybe it would be. It sounds like it'd be fun for a little while, but maybe I'd get like a little bored. Yeah, I think I, I think I could go twenty days into a game, the game, and then I'd just be like, okay, I got what you're going for. Let's move on. Yeah, it sounds depressing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the other game I was playing for a first glance was uh, um, Life is Strange, or is it The Strange Life? Not much. Which is it? I think it's Life is Strange, but now you got me confused. But okay, Life is Strange. Let's go with that. We'll go with that. It's a new Square Enix game. Um, it is Life is Strange, by the way. But so it's Life is Strange, which is a Square Enix game, as you might think it's a high school simulator, is what you said. Well, with powers. Yes. So, well, first off, I'm, I'm, I feel like Square Enix is coming out with some experimental games recently, not just... I, I've always met, you know thought of them as the RPG guys um, versus experimental games. So Life is Strange is kind of out of their world, I guess. I feel it's different for them. Anywho, uh, so the game itself is kind of a high school simulator. I said it's like a rom-com type game that I'm playing, but without the rom part, because there's no romance. Um, you play a high school girl. I think she's a senior. And you're um, at a special school for photography. Um, and mysteries unfold. <laughs> I don't know, it's like So it's an episodic game, just like... Um, you know, like The Walking Dead and all the Telltale games. Right. And it actually plays kind of like those games, too, where you kind of walk around a certain environment, interact with things in that environment, and, you know, she voiceovers some, her thoughts, or you talk to people, and based on the choices you make in the conversation, can lead to down different paths. And you also interact with things in a room where, like, oh, if I pull this out, this falls on the ground, you know, and someone might notice that I've been here, and stuff like that, you know. So they actually... Choices have consequences, just like in, in The Walking Dead. Um, but the one difference is, as you're playing this character, you learn that you have the ability to go back in time, to like reverse time, as it would be. Mm -hmm. Every um, Prince of Persia. Yeah, but you can only, and just like Prince of Persia, you can only reverse a certain amount. So every time you do something that might have a consequence, it actually has like, what you just did was a consequence. You can rewind and make a different choice if you want. You know, so it's like, oh, I pulled this, you know, this folder down and I saw information in it, but when I did it, I dropped it in oil. And it's like, well, now the guy would know that I was snooping in his room so I can reverse time so that it doesn't fall in the oil, but my character still remembers looking at the file. You know, so my choice is I can either leave evidence that I was there or I, or I wouldn't leave evidence. 
that was there. Um, and then there's also some times when you're talking to characters where at the very beginning the teacher asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, but then if you rewind time, you actually can make the right answer choice. So it unlocks like a, better, a different pathway if you rewound time and answered properly. So most of like a lot of the puzzles are around like, oh, you experienced this part and you can't get by it, but if you rewind time and you place this bucket here and then let time run, this person will trip over the bucket so that you can move on further. That's actually not a puzzle, but it's in the game. But those are the kind of puzzles you solve. You know, using time manipulation and placement of objects to move forward. Um, but I, I actually really enjoyed the game, but I'm also a weirdo that likes rom-coms. So, like, the whole um, high school weird thing is kind of fun. And I actually kind of like the, the back-and-forth time thing. The big issue is there's, like, this tornado coming in five days, and you don't know why. And there's also a missing girl. Um, but, like, all the mysteries aren't, aren't, aren't resolved yet. So you're trying to solve these mysteries, kind of, but as a stupid high school girl that's just, like, trying to live her life, too. Um, but I really I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than the other games I played this week. So um, it's an episodic though, and I've only I've already beat episode one. So now I guess it around till March. Yeah, I mean, I watched a quick look of it on on Giant Bomb, and um, the beginning part where you're just near the classroom, you're talking to your teacher. He's just such so full of himself. I just wanted to punch him in the face. Just like it was like some of it just it's very high school. Everybody's a kind of a jerk off, and I don't. I was just, I was, I don't know. It was just like very, like maybe too close to home. Was like, oh god. <laughs> well, I think he's supposed to be a jerk um, on purpose. It wasn't like he's not even a jerk. He's just a douchebag. Well, no, I think I think he's supposed to be like this world-renowned photographer, and he's teaching this high school class as his like, I'm giving back to the community crap. So I think he's supposed to be a douchebag. Um, no, I, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of those little, like, high school click stuff that you have to, like, deal with, kind of. Um, you're the unpopular kid, of course, because you're new to the school, and, you know, the rich kids can get away with whatever they want. So it has a lot of those, like, large, stereotypical high school problems, I guess. But the, I like the underlying mystery I like in the game a lot uh, in it. And the, the one thing they really did well is, I like, how they used the music. Like, I know this sounds weird, I don't know why I like this part, but you, when you first leave... The classroom, the hallway. You put like earbuds in. Your character does, and they basically play like a song that you're listening to as you're walking down the hallway, interacting with like people. If you're not talking to the people, you're just kind of like getting information about them. Like, oh, this is John. He's the quarterback of the football team. In your head, you're talking. But like, the way they did it, it was like really kind of neat. How like the it's, like you're kind of experiencing it from what the character did. You experienced the music how she would experience it. So like, there's no music until you turn the radio on and stuff like that. And they, of course, it's always dramatic music at the right time type stuff. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm definitely going to play the next episode. I, I enjoyed it that much. Now, so it is like The Walking Dead, except that there is no, like, I never had an impeding a moment where it's like, oh, shit, I need to do some quick time stuff to, like, survive. It was all, like, everything was easy. To get, all the puzzles were easy to solve. I never had, like, a problem with dying, but the amount of choices in the episode, like, that you can make to make the different things, there's probably at least 20 different choices that were made throughout the episode to change the outcome. Um, and it was kind of fun because at the end, they, you know, the, just like The Walking Dead, they show what everyone chose. You know, like, oh, 10% of the people chose to, you know, to, to, to leave evidence. Or, you know, 20% did this, you know what I mean? 
But there was actually some choices in that list that I didn't even get involved in because I didn't go to that part of the map. So I was just like walking around, interacting with people. And apparently there's a place where I could have saved a bird, but I never went into that area, so the bird died. And it was a choice that happened, even though I wasn't there to make the choice. And I thought, thought that was kind of interesting. I, I like that fact that I didn't actually have to be like, I didn't physically have to make an A-B choice. I made the choice by not going there, which is kind of cool. Like it wasn't forced upon me. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's that's basically the three major games. Oh no, there was actually, and then I played Grim Fandango, um, remaster, of course. I Who didn't? That. Yeah, exactly. But I don't want to talk about that because it's been a game around since the '90s. So if you haven't played it, you're just a waste of space. Well, uh, I hadn't played it. Yep, so waste of space. Why so did you I, talk about it? What? So I've been playing it on the Vita, and you know the thing is that it is. It is true to, you know, 90s click and point adventures where it's like, you got to look for sometimes the obscure, like... Uh, Difficult puzzle stuff? Yeah, just like, you're just like, I well, you got to do this and this, and it's like, oh, 12 different things, and it doesn't really make sense. And if you miss a step, you got to, like, go back and do everything all over again. And, uh... I don't know if I agree with you with that with difficulty, but and maybe it's because I played it before and I just already solved most of the puzzles that I don't have to... Well, it's like... So, it's early on in the game. You have to go to this sorting room. Uh, and you have to go to the sorting room so you can um, read someone else's mail or whatever. Right, so, right. you have to do this thing where you have to clog it up and you have to go someplace to get balloons and, and all this stuff like that. So, I did that and I, I got it uh clogged got it to clog up and then I went and I was talking except for I didn't know that you had to lock the door while it was open before you left so that you could get back in so it closed and it essentially resets the whole puzzle so then you have to go and do you have to go get the get your balloons you got to go get this you got you got to do all these steps over again just because you didn't you know figure out one thing um, and it's just like, oh crap! I have to go to all these different places on the map to get all these things again, just yeah. to do. And it's just like that's kind of a, you know, in, in modern gaming they'll do something like they won't let you proceed, uh, which is fine. I mean, it's that's just how it is. And you know, actually, just gotten lazy. But in, in modern games, they'll probably give you hints every step of the way. Like, oh, are you sure you don't want to lock unlock that door before you leave? Yeah. So it's. It's fine. It's just that I find myself sometimes re repeating things or going in an area and trying to figure something out, but I don't have what I need to solve the the the, the question yet or or puzzle yeah, yet. I think that's until later. That to me, that's the bigger issue. I think my, I don't mind the issue about the puzzle resetting because then I kind of know I was doing the right thing and I just have to figure out the right process. What bothers me a little bit is, and this might be also because I played the game before, so I know those where puzzles are. And I'll be like sitting there going like, oh, I know this is a puzzle right here, but like I can't do anything. And that's because I haven't progressed far enough in the game to make that puzzle actually valid to, to solve yet. But that again, that might just be like me being, you know, knowledgeable of the game already and just not remembering that that doesn't unlock yet. No, I think it's definitely because I go into areas and I'm like, oh, this is clearly, you know, you go into a room you've never been in before. And it's they're not just going to have a they didn't just model a whole room for no reason. So you're right. trying to figure it out, and there's some stuff in there you can do, but um, 
but you have to maybe complete another puzzle to get another piece yet. So it's like you're sitting in there poking at stuff thinking like, oh, should I move on or should I keep working at this for a while? So. Right, right, yeah. So um, I played it on the PC, not the, the Vita. And um, on the PC, it's, you know, it's a click. You have click, you know, controls where you can like highlight something and click it and it goes over there. Back in the day, in the 90s version, there was no click controls. It was all tank controls. You had to move the guy around and look at the right object, hit enter to interact with it. How's it is a Vita click controls or is it tank controls? You have the option to um, either play with the tank controls or um, I, haven't, I haven't switched it. I've only done the tank controls. So like when I'm walking in a room, nothing's highlighted. You walk up to something, you try to hit uh, the action and see if it'll if he'll pick it up or, or not, then it may be nothing. Uh, yeah, well, his head does turn towards things that are interactive when you're walking in a room, if you haven't noticed that. I haven't noticed that. Yeah, when you walk in a room, his head will, like, look at something, and if your head's looking at something, that means you can interact with it. It's a little, like, cue. Sure. Yeah, so I just click on everything. Is that because you're trying to get the, um, the trophy for using tank controls? Uh, no, I was just trying to play it how it was originally designed, you know, and how people originally played it because they said, you know, they, everybody likes it so much. So I want to see, you know, what's, what's the deal. Yeah. Tank controls. I, I don't really care either way. I'm playing it with the, the clicking controls, but again, maybe because I beat it once before, but the click controls do make the game easier because you can actually know what is interactive and stuff really quickly. You can just, you know, move your mouse really quick around the area and see what everything's highlighting and. It kind of gives you like it kind of gives you hints about what you might be able to solve and stuff like that. Anyway, do you play anything else? Yeah, so um, I played that obviously. Uh, I've been playing Far Cry Four. Who? Well, you you didn't play it, right? No. Well, and granted, it came out you know before the end of the year, so it's good. You know, it's a, it's just a, your typical. If you played Far Cry Three, it's more of that. Um, they fine fine tune some of the some of the mechanics and stuff like that. And so it's, um, it's, you know, it's a far cry game, open game, go around, collect stuff, kill animals. What's the biggest animal you killed? Uh, uh, elephant. Did you ride the elephant or did you kill the elephant? Both. All right. Did you kill the elephant you were riding? No, I, I rode some elephants and I also killed them cause I thought maybe I needed their skin, but I don't think you need elephant skin for anything. It, you just get hunks of flesh. So, I think the biggest thing that you need to actually uh, make, because what happens is, if you've never played, you you hunt and you say like you get, you know, three lion uh, pelts, you can make a a bigger ammo pouch or right. something. And so, um, elephants apparently uh, you don't need anything for those. The biggest thing is a rhino. Okay, I was gonna say because even if you skinned an elephant, that'd be a lot of skin to carry around. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. that The animation's the same. It's just you cut them open with a knife and you pull out a big chunk of meat. It doesn't actually look like, you know. It's not the scale? No. <laughs> Damn. Be like, like if I was playing multiplayer with you, you'd be like walking around with this big skin dried behind you. <laughs> be like, God damn, elephant. So tiring carrying the skin around. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no, that's been good. It's just I've been just going around a lot and just like the main thing is you know, just um, going and fighting, um, like they have like bases essentially, and you liberate them, and it opens up a new area. And they have, of course, it's you know. So you're gonna get 
bored of this anytime soon? Because you play a lot of these open world games. Um, see, that's the thing is, I'm just playing them to kill time. Usually in between the game, it's like, oh, I'm going to go around and I'm going to take an outpost today or something, just like real quick, or I'm going to go collect some, you know, some loot chests or, or something like that. So you just, just do a few things. It's not like I'm, I'm not actually doing any of the story missions. Right. It's just kind of just, just screwing around. It's just to go around and, you know, it's a... Just shoot some stuff. It's kind of like you know people that play Modern Warfare or something like that. You know they go and they pump out a few missions or something like that. Just something to do. It seems good. They have you know if you want to, you can go into a base. You have a bow and arrow and you can try to stealth it. Stealth it, and that's kind of fun. Uh, or you can go and just guns blazing and and try to like riding on the back of an elephant into a base and grabbing guys with your trunk and throwing them. That's kind of fun, too. So it depends, you know, what you're feeling like. I, I, I didn't just mean for Fire Cry 4. I just mean it seems to be a lot of open-world games in the last year or two. You know, Saints Row, Far Cry, GTA, Batman. Yeah, but I mean, that's like saying there's been a lot of adventure games or something like that. Like, do you get mm, sick of those? And you do. Yeah, you I just think that, well, I think adventure games have uniqueness from the... I think they all have uniqueness from story, I guess, but what the open world always gives you is, oh, this part of the map is unlocked until you do this. Where at least adventure games and first-person shooters usually have like a a, a, a well-defined plot. I like to me, like to me, what open world games are becoming, and I could be wrong, is like Madden. We have one come out every year. It's really the same thing with some modifications and better graphics, and then we all say, oh yeah, we climbed this tower and. Once I'm up this tower, I can now unlock this area, and now I can get like go do these missions. Um, I don't know. I guess you could say that, but I'm sure there's people that play Madden that say, "Oh, it's totally different." And that's what I would say about these games: is each one has different mechanics, shooting styles, all sorts of different stuff like that. So yeah. they have different feels, different things you can do. I mean, in this this one, you have little helicopters, you have gliders, you have a wingsuit. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe what no, it is saying, to me. But... I think what it is to me is like open world games are great if you're buying one game every four months. Like, I, I if I was like back, if I was still a young lad if that did not make money on, on a weekly basis, and I had to say, oh, I need a game. Far Cry Four would be a game I'd love to own, so I could come home and play it every day for like th- two or three months, and not run out of things to do. Right, and I think that's yeah. that's a, a big key for that. Since I play games so often that, like, it just, to me, it doesn't matter. The longevity of a game doesn't matter, I guess. Mm. Speaking of longevity. Yes. I also played, um, I don't know if you've heard of this game, Super Mario Brothers? No. Mm. So I played Super Mario Brothers. What, what's, the, what, what system is that on? It's on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Is that like the Famcom? Similar. It's a, it's the Americanized version. Oh, okay. I think I've heard about this thing. All right. So I played the Super Mario Brothers, and then I played Super Mario Brothers Two. Uh, I played a little Kung Fu. I don't know if you you've heard of that. I think isn't that a movie? It's it possibly could be a movie tie-in. There's there's kicking and punching. Um, little uh, Doctor Mario, because apparently I didn't know this, but that the Mario character. He also has a doctor's degree. I, I'm curious to find out if he has any other degrees in any other fields. I'm sure time will tell. Yeah. Well, he's what, a plumber and a doctor. So far. A ladder climber. 
so far. Well, no, you know, I haven't climbed any ladders. Well, what was... Do you have, like, a title in the, in the um, Donkey Kong age? I don't I don't know if they like, actually... I mean, he's... It's, I think it's supposed to be Mario, but I don't know if they actually called it out back then. I tell you it was Jumpman originally, but... Yeah, so... That's interesting that you're playing NES games, because I was... You know, I'm playing some, too. And I feel like there's, like, this weird... And it's probably nostalgia-based, but when I started playing Mega Man 2 the other day, like, it just seemed like so much more, like... A game to me. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, that statement sounds weird, but like games nowadays seem like these like interactive movie, like not interactive movies, because more than that. But like there's like there's so much story that like so much cinematic stuff happening, where like you pop in Mario, it's just like okay, go jump on things and run really fast across the screen. Which I, I know, think- I know, and there's games out there nowadays that do the same thing. But it's like this, like, and like I think, the- yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head there with the nostalgia. I think that's part of it. But also I think if you go back to when people were designing games, they had a lot less to look back towards. So they're not like looking at other games to say like, well, what did they do? So right. they're they're coming up with stuff. They're new, a little bit more. You know, like Mario. They're like, all right, so this guy is going to jump on platforms, make some breakable blocks, we'll make some coins. We're going to we'll make an underwater level. They like all these all these like a sky level like they're coming up with all these their tropes now yeah, but they're just yeah. like it's the first time so they had to rely and they couldn't rely on like um cutscenes or anything like that so they right, had to right. make it interesting and 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 fun and so i think that's you know it's 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 different yeah i think that, i think what it is to me and it's that a lot of it is nostalgia but i think there is a like a lot of games i play cuz i want to see that the story unfolds right where and I have fun doing the gameplay. Don't get me wrong, but it's just also like, oh man, I really want to be this board tonight because I want to see where the story's going. Where there's a lot where like Mario is just like, I had a lot of fun last level. I'm gonna play again, you know. Where it's like just all out fun going on it. Uh, there's probably games out there. There are definitely lots of games out there nowadays the same way. But there's also I'll admit this is totally nostalgia. But there was something about having the old NES controller in my hand and having two buttons. It's so that, small. I know it's like this like tiny little like wow I'm, I'm playing with a toy type thing about it. Yeah, well, and, and that got me down a, a, a darker road is because I've got it hooked up to uh, not a CRT. I've got it hooked up to a flat screen. Right. And, you know, your, your typical flat screen, and this, is, this might be incredibly boring for people, but it has an upscaler in it for right. stuff like that because the information coming off of the Nintendo is, uh, I don't remember the actual resolution, but it's lower than 480i. It's it's like two something. Yeah, it's two, like two, two. I want to say 270, but I could be wrong. Something like that. It is low as shit. So when it has to upscale it, you're going to get a lot of. Um, you might get artifacting, which is just like weird things. You also might get like um, blurring or you know overscan, and you, you get some issues that um, make it look muddied or, or not as good. And so I was looking into. Upscalers, upscalers. Yeah, which the, is a, the one. I, the one I saw was four hundred dollars, I think. Yeah, so I, I went down looking at a lot of upscalers, and it gets into uh, people modding their console to get this, right. you know, this pure uh, feed out and get into RGB, and and it's just it, it is a deep, and there's a lot of people looking at it, and and you can get some pretty decent, uh, uh, yeah, the increases, thing, but it's, I, oh. I did the same thing. So the, the resolution, by the way, is uh, 256. But I was doing the same thing because um, it's not just the resolution issue. It's also the um, aspect ratio too, right? So I was looking at the same thing about the RGB mod because I was like, oh, man, that, 
doing RGB out, it's like the, the, everything feels so crisp when you do that. But then you have to put that RGB into uh, an upscaler because it's the wrong um, aspect ratio also. And I'm like, okay, I'll get an aspect. I'll get one of those things. And it's like, four, there's like 399 and it's like made in Japan. And I'm like, I'm like uh, I kind of want to do it, but yeah. so much money. <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah. just like, am I going to use this enough? Where you know, and then yeah. it's and then it gets to the thing where you're saying, well, like, I could get that Christmas if I just did, em- right. emulated, you know, like yeah. I have the original stuff, but then it's like you're not playing on the original yeah. hardware. Yeah. I just, uh, it's it's just a tough road, and I'm I had to back away and just like I got to let this sit for a while because well, part of me was like maybe I should just find an old CRT. Yeah, I don't Go know. I well, I have one down in my arcade cabinet. <laughs> See, just put it inside your arcade cabinet. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, no, that's cool though. Yeah, that that is a uh, dark hole to go down. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to go down this, but um, so that was uh that was interesting there. Um, it was funny because I had uh, my niece and nephews over, and they're they're a lot younger, and so they play stuff like Minecraft and stuff like that right, right. now, and a lot of the Lego games. And so I sat that down, I put Mario in, hand him the controller. And I didn't play first, I just handed him. They've never played Mario before. Um, and first thing he did was just run forward right into that first first guy and just died. And he's like, what? Well, he's like, how do I how do I shoot him? And I was like, you got to jump on his head. He's like, what? Do I jump on his head? Was, he's expecting like you have a gun or, or something. Right. So then So then he jumped on his head. But then all the blocks and stuff, he just ran by the blocks. I was like... You should you should jump up and headbutt punch those, him. punch them, punch them. Your so, hand, your hands above your head. So it's funny, but he started to catch on pretty quick on what it was, but he, he did die a lot. But yeah, I, I wish I wish you would have um, not given hints because there's there was this whole uh, design discussion about that first board of Mario, about how he laid out the monsters and the blocks to give you hints about what you can do. Yeah. Like the, the first time you come up, I think it might be the second Goomba, whatever those things are called, Goombas, that you come up to, like you kind of forced to jump on them because you have to jump over something at the same time and you don't no, land that, on them. That totally happened because yeah. then he, he jumped over the first one, but then when he got to like, they're like between two pipes and he yeah. jumped on them. Yeah. Yeah. And then like there's a hit, there's like one time where like eventually you ha- you hit your head on a block like 90% of the time when you're jumping. So that gives you the hint that the blocks are like breakable and stuff. So it's like, there's a really cool like video about this. Maybe I'll post it on, on our site, though, about this whole design of that first level and, and the way it trains you without you knowing it trains you. It's right. really kind of cool. Well, I mean, the thing is that they have played... Yeah, other games, yeah. ...Mario World on the Wii U. So this is like... They know who Mario is. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have and, a gun in that either. No, but he, he it's just... It's totally different. You know, it's yeah, 2D, well, it's, 3D. it's 3D versus 2D. That's a big difference right there. So, so yeah, um, there's no cat suits in this one. Damn it. So, so they're uh, more cat suits. They, um, I don't know. They thought it was interesting, but I felt like they they thought it was uh, a lot harder than um, they, they thought it would be. And, it is a lot harder. Like that. That's why it is a lot harder. Yeah. So Damn. it was interesting. And then um, I was reading some site and. Apparently, there's a way to continue in Mario. Yeah, I just learned about this too. It's like I didn't even try it. Shift A start or something at the beginning of the, uh, the, beginning you of the game. You hold like A and start or something. You yeah, get back to yeah. the beginning of the world with three lives. I don't know. I was like, holy crap, this has been something around forever. And I figured would yeah. have known about it, but I, yeah. I guess. Well, I think people knew about it, but it's just never propagated to me. So 
Yeah, no, I because Mario is one of those games where I don't think I've ever beaten it without using a warp. So I'm curious if I can actually, with that, play through all the boards and beat it. Probably yeah. can. I mean, because you get three lives every every board. But I'm, I'm gonna try it out eventually. So, so yeah, that's what what I've been playing. That's cool. So while you're playing these games, did you read any news this week? Well, the news this time of year, as you know, you very know, teletype slow. thing, by the way, like that, you know, stock exchange news. We need like a a segue, a sound. Like we need we need news music. Yeah, news music. So what do you want? Typewriter. Yes, here. That is that is the shittiest typewriter. Anyhow, that was me just hitting my keyboard. Really? Wow. I th- man, you should do some foldy work because I thought for sure that was a typewriter. <laughs> I hate you. Can I get? Can you? Can you do a horse now? Can I get a horse clumping down the street? I don't have any coconuts on me. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. How about a? How about a? How about a door opening and closing? <laughs> See, it's a cop. It's a cop. I'm more amazing you that that they're called foldies. Oh, I, I know everything about foldies. I'm a Foley artist, man. So were the Foley's in the news today? No, there weren't any Foley's in the news today. Okay. So anyhow, what, what news happened uh, over the last week? Well, uh, in the weeks. exciting world of uh, video game journalism, AOL Ooh. is shutting down all its video game sites, and that includes the biggest one is Joystick. I didn't even know they had other sites. They do. They uh, Well, it's part of... I think they're part of Joystick. They're like... One of them's a WoW... Oh right, right. They, they, they. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I forgot. Like they all are like sub joysticks. Yeah. Right, right. Like there's an MMO one. There's a oh MMO one. Yeah, the M- <laughs> and then there's the MMO one, and then there's the main one. Right. I don't remember what the rest of them are, but then there's there's stuff. I'm sure people are massive. Is what the MMO one's called. But yeah, sure, sure. Right. I do remember that. So, I am assuming is this because AOL has no money. No, I well maybe I don't know, but I just think that um, maybe they just don't want to be in that space anymore, or uh, they don't see the, the value in it. I would think that if Joystick was not losing money, that they would have tried to sell it or something. So it must be it must be just a black hole of you know finance stuff. I mean, it's, it's got a it's got a recognizable name. I just I'm surprised they would just shut it down and not. Yeah, to. but there's those weird, like, when you're that big size of a company, there's, like, weird, because they're publicly traded stuff, and even if you're making money, if you don't increase your profit year to year, it's, like, bad, even though you're making profit. I don't know. You know, so. it's, it's like, there's always crazy reasons why things get closed down. It's not always because they're money losers when you're that size. Sometimes it's just, because on the books, it looks bad that this one entity has been stag- stagnating at... Oh, they only make a hundred thousand dollars profit every year. Sure, you know sure. stuff like that. Um, I'm assuming most of these guys will probably just go to the, one of the other sites. Actually, would be pretty cool is if, if ALL just gave them joystick and let them uh, run with it. Not gonna happen. No, I know. Um, of course, now I can't make fun of the fact that they don't know how to spell joystick. Well, you can still do that. Okay, cool. They don't know how to spell joystick. Yeah, I mean, they put a Q, and then there's no U after it, which I'm pretty sure you have to, by law, put a U after every Q. I don't know. Yeah, that's like weirdness. I think they just did it for Scrabble. Mm, I'm not sure you can use... Is it a proper noun? I don't know. There's words that people use in Scrabble that's like 
RR, and I'm like, what the fuck's RR? And they're like, it's in the dictionary. Like, Alright, whatever. I'm not playing this game anymore, it's stupid. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna shoot something. So speaking of stupid, did you read anything else this week? <laughs> alright, 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 alright. So you know that big sporting event that happens actually tonight for us that since we're recording on Sunday? Called the Super Bowl. The Jarts Tournament. No. Super oh. Super Bowl football teams playing against each other and me getting mad because the team I hate is going to win. Anyhow, <laughs> they have these things called commercials during this sporting event. And these commercials cost lots of money. A considerable amount, yes. Yeah, And so to be cool, they always try to make some like badass commercial. And this year, uh, Bud Light made a, a real-life Pac-Man for, their, for the commercial for the Super Bowl, which is... Basically, from what I've actually seen this commercial already, so it's weird that it's a Super Bowl commercial. But the guy shows up at a bar and he gets a quarter and he puts it like in like an old Pac-Man machine, and the wall comes up and he actually has to run through a, a real maze with people running as ghosts around. It's all like lit up, of course. And if he grabs like the pellet, the ghost turn from the the you know red color to blue, and he can chase after the ghost. So he's like running through a Pac-Man game. It's kind of cool. Yay, video games at Super Bowl. Sounds like Capture the Flag. And drinking alcohol. I don't know. Capture Yay, Bud Light makes video game things. I don't know. I actually would love to play this because it, it actually looks pretty badass to do. But. Yeah. Uh, probably needs to be workshopped out some, though. <laughs> but I love this quote from someone that was <laughs> talking about it. They're like, is this commercial about drinking beer and then having a lot of strangers touch you? Because <laughs> I'm like, that okay. sounds that sounds fantastic, actually. <laughs> so that's the dumb news this week. Do you have any the dumber news? Yeah. So they decided to oh, go oh, to oh. the ends of the internet and oh, the ends oh, oh. of gaming. Yes. And they have built a game about building IKEA furniture. So this isn't Goat Simulator. This is to the next level. It's essentially an IKEA furniture building simulator. Without instruction manuals, from what I understand. With, and without actually having furniture after it's over. Well, right, right. But it's also, there's no instructions, so it's the, the, the concept of, can you figure out how to build this just by the stuff we give you, I guess. I bet I, I, bet I could do it. Who made this, anyhow? Was it actually Ikea making it, or was it just someone else randomly doing it? Oh, you know, honestly, I don't know. I think it's just a, it's, it's on a, um, it's on a, like whatever Swedish Sweden or whatever site. Um, um, so it could have been, it could, might've been Ikea. We still know it. Like, I don't know. It's on this, um, this Swedish. parent company called uh, itchy IO or something. I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I really feel like it might've been, maybe it wasn't maybe Ikea directly at first, but maybe these people were trying to like, I think it's just, it was an independent thing. Yeah. So, but no, I, I, whatever, People can build furniture. I mean, that's people play Day Z, and I don't understand that. Spend an hour and a half running around to get. Well, shot they should. For they should. Beans. They should link up. You should be able to build furniture. You should be able to bump into an IKEA oh, plant God. in Day Z and start building furniture. No, annoying to be if the survival games added the, the the feature of instead of just like building a wall, you had to actually put the nails in yourself and stuff like that. It's like, oh God, it's like I do this in life. I don't need to do it. It's it's going there. You gotta. You have to commute. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's like, oh, you got to commute to your office today to make some money to buy that nail that you want to put that hang on your wall. Hang on your wall. That's not even good English. Words. Words are words, tough. Words say out mouth and stuff. Go now. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So there you go. Perfect segue that I ruin all the time. So instead of commuting to work, you know what you could be doing, Bats, instead of going to work every day? Stealing money. Yes. Or stealing other people's money by creating stuff in Steam's workshop for other games. Stealing money. Got yeah. it. So if you're not aware, like a lot of games have Steam Workshop um, capabilities where people can make mods for the game. and But usually people make them for free. Like Left 4 Dead, there's a lot of free stuff. You know, you download and get new missions and stuff like that. But you can also sell your mods. Hats. And hats are one of the mods that get sold. And uh, Valve just released some numbers and they said um, creators of stuff in Workshop have pulled in over $57 million dollars. Um, since they opened Steam Workshop. And what's, what's Steam get? Like half that money? I actually think they only get like 10%. It's surprisingly low. Whatever. It's 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 nothing but... It's all butter on top, you know? Of course, the average is 38000 per creator because there's so many creators. But still, it's pretty cool. I take $38,000. Yeah. No, it's... it's, it's uh, from modding the game, yeah. I mean, probably most of these people do it because they want to do it for fun versus making money anyhow so it's like yeah I mean, if you're gonna make something for your game why not sell it yeah so no it's pretty cool a valve and people to create stuff so speaking of money yay segue Seg- segue um do you remember the ouya no i mean i did back it and i never got mine so you what you never got it well <clears throat> So they delivered it to my old address, and then I could never get it from my old address. Oh, so I never. Well, I delivered it to the wrong. Ad- well, I went to my old address, and then I didn't care about it anymore. <laughs> so I didn't want to go out of my way to drive over to my old address to get it. <laughs> okay. Because it's so dumb. So someone has an Ouya. Yes, yeah, someone around here has an Ouya. Okay. So, anyways, the Ouya. Yes. Um, which essentially seemed like it was going to be dead soon, just received $10 million in funding. From? Alibaba. So they're going to sell it over in... Aren't they big in Asia? China. China? Okay. So um, they're like... Uh, they're not Yahoo. They're the Amazon. Not, not truly, though, because they don't actually actually sell anything. They send you to other places to right. sell stuff. They're like... So. The portal to all the other places. Yeah, it's like an uh, like an aggregator kind of thing. So, anyways, yeah. but they are they have more money than like any company in America or something crazy. They do. They have a, a lot of money. So they um they they haven't really uh, been very public about this. It's been kind of quiet. But according to some sources, it says the company is working together to incorporate um, use software. Uh, into a thousand plus game library, Alibaba set top box. So it might not necessarily be an Ouya box. They might be trying to do like a Heart, like a, a box where you can play games on it, but probably also maybe uh, go and purchase stuff from Alibaba's site. Um, no, it sounds like to me um, uh, that Ouya has become the generic console. Like you know, like if you go to some stores, you can buy. Oh, here's like a name brand pasta sauce. 
Here is my store's pasta sauce, which is really a generic pasta sauce that everyone can buy and put their own lab- their own name on it. Yeah. So now they can have their own because you know Amazon has their little Fire TV and all all all, all these main sites like Netflix probably is going to have their own little TV thing you can buy. So maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah, like, but I mean, think about this: in the Kickstarter, they got eight point six million dollars, and so this oh, is ten. So this is they have money. They, I mean, um, no, I mean, I'm sure most of it's gone now, but I mean, it's not a huge bunch of money, but they're, they're going to yeah. do something with it. I mean, I'll give Oyo, they, they built a console. I mean, they did not. The not crappy like, controller. Yeah. They're, they're not as, yeah, but they're not as bad as like some other Kickstarters out there. So I can't knock them for that. I just didn't care about it by the time it came out. So that's interesting. I'm, uh, I'm sure it's just going to be, like you said, it's going to be a, a branded box. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, you remember Kevin Levine? Yeah. When his name's actually Ken Levine, not Kevin. Yeah. You know he he's known for uh, Bioshock, Irrational yeah. Games. Uh huh. He's known for System Shock. Sure. You know, these games where you're like a first-person shooter, and and you have like choices to make that can change the outcome of the game. Sure. Sure. Usually sci-fi-ish. Yeah, he made those all by himself. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he like decided that, oh, I want to go make indie games because I'm tired of making these same old AAA titles. Because he hates money. Yeah, so I'm like, close my company and only take 15 developers with me and screw the rest of you, Kevin. I mean, Ken Levine. Remember him? Nope. Well, anyhow, he came out with like little hints about the, the, the big indie game he's going to be making with his uh, fellow developers. Let me guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me guess. Yeah. Um, what you do... Is you build furniture from Ikea. <laughs> That'd be awesome if that was what the game was. No, so the few basic things we learned about it is it will be in the first-person perspective. Okay. It, it will All be right. sci-fi. All right, honing it down. And it will have a large scope. Mm. Mm-hmm. And choices you make will affect the outcome. Mm. You know what would be a great setting for that? Let's say, I don't know, sci- I'm thinking sci-fi. This is outside the box. Right. What about like a, a city underwater? <laughs> no, a city in the clouds. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And you know, like you said, first person. That's great. That's great. Um, Does she have some like magical powers that you get from drinking stuff? Uh, I don't know. That seems a little too science fictiony. Too too crazy. Yeah, crazy. So anyhow, if I I don't know, who knows? This is like this rumors maybe, but. If I was one of those ex-employees at Rational Games, I'd be flicking them off right now. You pretty much do that to everybody anyway, so... Yeah, well, it's because I broke my finger and it's stuck that way, but... You, did, you really, did you really break your finger? No, but that'd be really... Oh. A, that'd be a really weird break if you like were stuck flicking everyone off. I think it happens, actually. I believe it's... I mean, there are assholes also, though. Yeah. So what Kevin Levine should have been doing, by the way... Now that I think about it, yeah. What he, what should he do? Be doing with all his money? He should have joined up with the guys that made Battletoads and made a new Battletoad. That's what he should. Yeah, do. that seems way smarter because that- Battletoads, man. Everybody loves Battletoads. Battletoads can't go wrong with a franchise like Battletoads. So there is uh, that. Um, I say this because Rare, you know, Rare. Oh yes! Oh yes! Yes, They're quality, the, quality games of made, modern times. Made this game called Battle Toads. 
Nice yeah, brawler. Call up your call up your local game place and ask if they have Battletoads. Yes. But at Microsoft's big to do their Windows ten and press conference, I guess, is what it was. Hey, I got a quick side note. Do you know what happened to Windows nine? Yes. I do too. Quick. What's your right. answer? What's your <laughs> My answer is that um because um a lot of calls in the software actually call for, look for window yes. nine bump something yes that is what to cover from windows 95 to present they just did a check for windows and windows 9 whatever to verify what version of windows it is and now they can't do windows 9 because of that so they just jumped it fine you know what fine go on continue your story ruiner so (laughs) phil specter spencer sorry who had a talk you know on at this conference came on stage Wearing a Battletoads t-shirt, which he has been known to wear gaming t-shirts, hinting to what the next announcement's going to be. Good old Phil Spencer. So, like, he wore a Crackdown t-shirt on, you know, late night with Jimmy Fallon once, and then, of course, Crackdown was announced again. So, there's a belief that we're going to have a new Battletoads game coming out for Windows 10. Oh, boy. Can't wait. Can't wait. You know what? Dude, I love Battletoads. Well, let me rephrase that. I like the arcade Battletoads. I didn't really care for the NES Battletoads, but... It's a stupid idea. I'm more excited. No, it's not. I want more games where it's a four-player. Don't know what to call those games, like The Simpsons and X Men. They're brawlers, but they have like four people on the screen at the same time. Uh, arcade. Um, arcade brawlers, be- maybe beat 'em ups. Or? Beat 'em ups. I would. Like, I wouldn't mind having a few more of those where, either online, I can play with four other people and, you know, just sit around and punch things. I wouldn't mind that. I don't know. Still, still maybe be shitty. Maybe just make a brawler and not call it Battletoads. I'm going to say it right now. If they make a Battletoads remake, you know, it's on the Xbox One, PlayStation Four, whatever. It's going to suck. It's because you have no belief in anything. No, I just think it's a stupid idea. Okay, if you're going to make like what you're saying is that a beat 'em up, blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah, yeah. Just, just make a new IP. Don't you don't need to. It doesn't need yeah. to be Battletoads. You won't have to be restricted by some kind of. You're true. Yeah, this shouldn't make horror. sequels. How's Far, Cry, how's Far Cry 4 going? It wasn't a game from the 90s. And it, again, I don't know. It, it's yeah, just like, they, should, they should have never remade XCOM because that new XCOM was horrible. Look, it's a different type of game. Okay, right, I'll say it right now. The original <laughs> Battletoads, not very good. It's a hard game. It's not. Oh, that's right. We, we don't want hard games in this generation. It's, it's not very good. Do you, we should just give awards to people who try. Good, finally, yes. So, anyhow, as I'm talking about the, the Windows 10 conference, we have some other like tidbits of future Microsoft shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for the Xbox, they're going to be adding uh, DVR, so you can record TV. Yeah, I think, they, I think that was like an old thing that they said they were going to do originally. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. Yeah, it was. Um, but they're also adding cross-platform streaming, so a Windows 10 machine can let you stream your Xbox One game so you don't have to be at the room that you're playing it on. It's only on your local network, so it's not like you can go to work and play your Xbox One. I think you still have to be within distance so your controller can work, though. Uh, I don't think so. I didn't hear that. I heard you just have to be the well, same. Well, how would it... Uh, I don't know. Because I, I think it's just st- streaming the uh, the image. I don't think the processing is still local. Anyways, I'm sure it'll come out with more detail later, but that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, no, I thought I thought you could actually. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, all right. Well, here you go. I have the answer for that. 
Your Xbox One accessories will now also work with your PC. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, then the other big thing that they announced, kind of similar to the streaming, is um, you'll be able to play with people that are playing on the Xbox One or the are on Windows 10. So if my friend was on Xbox One and I was on Windows 10, we could actually play the same game together. Cool. Um, so the first game they announced is a new Fables that will let you do that, which, whatever. I'm that game with, looks like shit anyway. I don't care about Fables. <laughs> I, I, Fables is like that game where I enjoy playing it, but I don't understand why it's getting sequels. Like, it, may, it makes no sense to me. But, you know, fancy game. Money, Ooh. that's why. So that's all the Xbox news that they nope. had. Nope. But. Nope. They had. Go ahead. No, that's, other, not, that's not all the Xbox news they had. The, well, all the stuff I care about. What's the other Xbox news they had? Uh, the virtual headset? That's not Xbox news. I was getting to that. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's not It's not an Xbox One accessory. It's going to be. But it's not. It's. It could also be for PC. Okay. In fact, so I was going to say they also announced... I can't say this word very well. HoloLens, I think is what it's called. That's that would be how it's pronounced. Yes. <laughs> well, I almost said Halo Halo Lens. I'm like, no, it's not Halo Lens. That would get a lot of people to mess their pants. <laughs> so it's an what it is is an AR headset. Um, so um, I, think, I don't think they would like that in the messaging if you're using AR. AR. Augmented reality. Augmented reality. That's what they called it. Let's see what their video says. I think it said it's more than it's more than that. It's. I'm looking at their YouTube title. It says AR headset. It's more than that. Anyhow. It's the future. It's not holographic. It's the future. So what it is. It's is, augmented reality. It is augmented reality. But it's a, um, you know, a, a lens you wear on your, on your body. <laughs> Glasses, we'll say. Like the Oculus Rift, except instead of not seeing your environment, you see through these lenses and see your environment. And they're able to project, I'm using air quotes here, holograms um, on the, around you on the objects that exist around you. So you might have like a spaceship that you is not in reality, but if you look at your table, it's sitting there in reality. And you can touch it with, well, I don't know if you can touch it, but you can interact with it. I think you can interact with it because it sees your hands. And you can actually like rotate it and, and like damage it and stuff. They had like an example of a guy taking an axe to a wall and the wall fake breaks away and there's like a forest behind the wall um some of the non-gaming aspects they showed was a person designing the look of a motorcycle so they had like a motorcycle without the fairings on it which is you know the the plastic coverings no (laughs) i don't know that well now you do so that the stuff that's the styling of the bike that's not the metal is called fairings and that's what they you know they snap onto the bike mm-hmm. so they didn't have those on there like the tank wasn't on there either so she would design what the tank should look like and then she could look over the real body of the motorcycle and it would place the virtual tank on there so she could see how it actually looked on a production system and then modify it look back over there and see it so it's like so it's not that's why i'm saying it's not just an xbox thing they were trying to show reasons you do this as a daily routine so like they should like oh i'm redecorating my house i can look over here and i can see what this couch would look like in place of my current couch and stuff like that so i i feel like this is very reminiscent of the 
Xbox's uh, Connect uh, demo where they had the the boy in the room and they had you know the person talking to him and then they showed yeah. like someone hold up they hold up their skateboard and it scanned it into the game and like it, it seemed like it was very oh. pie in the sky like oh it's gonna do these great things and I'm like but the actual like think about augmented reality and then reaching your hands in front and be able to manipulate stuff I just feel like it's gonna be it'll be it'll be just like the Connect it's gonna be like janky as shit because without a controller. I feel like it's going to be like, oh, is, are you, well, is that your hand? Is that reading it? You know? So a lot of the things they showed from uh, manipulating stuff was not someone using their hands. Most of the, like, the, the manipulations they did on a computer, and then they looked over at something to see what that, those changes ma- they made would look like in reality. Yeah, it's I guess. Very, it was very rare that they were like physically like trying to do like work with their hands. It was like more like, oh, over here. And from what I understand, the people like Wired Magazine got to actually use it. They said it was like badass and like unbelievable that they didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things just like Oculus you have to try to actually yeah. uh, understand. Because right now I feel like they're just like, and the dog will make you cry. No, you I, will no. feel love. See, now you're just talking about Peter Molyneux, who's not even at Microsoft anymore. I know, but he, that, it seems like that kind of thing, like, you uh, fall in love. I didn't get that at all, because at least from the trailers I watched, it was more like... Because they weren't going for any kind of connection for a gaming thing for the commercials. There's, the only game they showed was that minecraft moment when the guy hit the wall. Everything else in this, like, five, ten-minute video was like, hey, look, NASA guys can use this so they can see the Mars rover in... 3D space with a projected Mars around them so they can plan out where the rover should drive. Not like real-time first-person shooters and stuff. It was just, how can they make people's jobs easier using it versus making games with it? Um, So I don't know if it's as pie in the sky as you're saying. Now, I don't think we're going to see it for five years, either. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you know, it's interesting. I always yeah. like to see people going out there and trying new things. It helps develop yeah. additional technologies. Uh, I just get concerned sometimes when, uh, you well, know, because, like, virtual stuff going on right now. Well, for all this HoloLens thing, the, the big issues for me is I really don't care about augmented reality that much. Um, I don't want to have to, like, walk around my room and interact with things to, to do gaming. That'd be weird. Two, it's like you have to wear this big thing on your head walking around. So it's not like I'm going to wear this when I'm walking down the street, you know? It's like it's something I only do in the privacy of my own house anyhow. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of everything you do, though. Yeah, most of it. And then, I don't know, I just feel like... I think it's a good step to a, a, a real virtual reality, maybe. Because it would be cool to actually have a real holodeck, but... I think I think it's a neat technology, but I don't, like you said, I, I think like I never thought Connect was a neat technology. I thought it was like a really cool way to use cameras, whatever. Like people have been doing stuff like that for a long time. I think this is like taking that Google Glass concept to the next level, which is cool. Now I also don't know why anyone would ever own a Google Glasses either, and they can't. They actually got rid of them. They don't make them anymore. So, well, that's because they're just retooling. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna do something. They're gonna do something more affordable. It's gonna be yeah, stiff. yeah glass but right now fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars or whatever it was so it was yeah, always I, just beta so yeah well i had a pair not my personal pair at work we had a pair and like everyone would put them on and be like yeah whatever it's just nice but i wouldn't use it <laughs> you know so i feel like that, that's the thing i fear about hello lens is it's like oh man i'll put it on it's really cool i'll spend like a, like an hour with it and never touch it again but maybe so, i'm getting old yeah all right yeah well you know, uh, speaking of getting old, yay! Nintendo 
Yay. It's a childhood, childhood institution. Yay. And one of those childhood institutions, which actually isn't, isn't that old. It's actually from like 2000, <laughs> mid-2000s. But they started something called the Nintendo Club. Sweet. And with the Nintendo Club, what you could do is when you bought Nintendo products, games, stuff like that, you can go to the Nintendo Club and you could register those items and you would get Nintendo coins and points or whatever they want to call them. And you could then cash those points in for Nintendo-related items, you know, games or uh, tchotchkes or all sorts of just little swag items. Yeah. And, you know, that builds up, you know, brand loyalty, stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. So, (laughs) go ahead. But, all for naught, in As Goes Prizes and Breakfast Cereals, this too shall pass. Yes. As in they're getting rid of it. <laughs> yeah, they are They are officially closing Club Nintendo. Now, a few questions for you. Well, a few things first off. It's been in Japan a lot longer than here. So I think they're also closing the Japanese for it once. So uh-huh. it might be a bigger deal in Japan. Where am I going to get America. my Nintendo pajamas, though? Well, that's my question is, were you, are you a Club Nintendo member? I am. See, I'm not. And uh-huh. I was just, I, so to me, it doesn't matter. I just, it's just I don't know. I, I just never knew about it really until recently. And then, then I just didn't buy Nintendo stuff anymore. So it didn't matter to me. I mean, it's a cool idea, I think. I like the idea that I buy games and maybe I can get some swag. But Yeah, like, um, so. Uh, have you gotten anything? Yeah, so like, oh, let's say, I don't know. like when um, uh, with the Wii, uh, they came out with Punch Out, right? No, and they used what? I said no. Yeah, they did. So and they came out with Punch Out, and I used my points so that I could get a DLC where you can box against your trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you use it for more game stuff. Yeah, well, that's generally what people do. You I was just curious. Stuff. I was just curious if you ever got any physical. Yeah, um, what did I get? Like, um, they sent me like I think I got a keychain one time, and they send you like stickers sometimes and crap, and um, postcards and crap like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I actually like the club. I like the idea of it, and I just never, like I said, I stopped buying Nintendo stuff, so it never really uh, went to it because I I actually love these weird subscription. I know it's not the same, but like the whole like um, I have like a uh, Marvel fanboy thing where every two months we get like a free well not free but we get like a Marvel like swag thing yeah type thing just you know because you know I like Marvel and I like swag so I, you know it's kind of cool but I, like I said I just I actually this I since Club Nintendo was in Japan so long and not in America I never knew it came here until it was like too late so <laughs> and you'd think someone like me who knows things about video games would know yeah well what are you gonna do I don't know. So, remember I was talking about HoloLens earlier and how reality gaming would be weird? Yeah. So, last night, uh, January 31st, that would be, for people that listen to this, you know, a year from now, wait, or whatever, Mythbusters. Uh, it would still be January 31st here from now. <laughs> yes, exactly. I realized that as I was speaking. Um, Mythbusters did a Doom episode. 
where they're trying to figure out myths about Doom, I guess. I, I didn't get to watch it. I don't, uh, it's a video game. It's all myths. Yeah. It was like, I, so I watched the trailer for it, and they actually built, like, a uh, like, uh, level. You, they got one of the um, designers of levels from the original Doom. Uh, I think it was, uh, what was his name? Tim something? Uh, Tim Willits, one of the original creative directors at id, to come and design, like, a warehouse to be a Doom board. And then they sent the uh, they would send in the MythBuster guys to test like oh can I carry all the weapons and wield them at the same time because you know he carries so much all those weapons and stuff and some of, like those weird like gaming things I guess. About. The answer is no. It's yeah. a video game. Exactly. Well, especially Doom because you have the BFG and then you have a chainsaw. Do you have a chainsaw? Yeah, you have a chainsaw and you have a shotgun there. You can't carry all those. The BFG is huge, mm. but. I actually kind of want to watch it though. It looked kind of cool. More cool for the fact that he was running around in this like, like virtual, like reality Doom board with like they had monsters all hidden around it too. So you like walk in and I don't know if it's laser tag or paintball, but he like have to shoot the monsters and stuff. They are running out of ideas. Mythbusters is is, is yeah. R R is exactly words again. Yes, they might not be running out of ideas. They just need to, they they need fun ideas. It's a lot of myths out there that are boring myths that no one would care about they did the show, I think. But I guess. Anyhow. So that's, that's cool. And his last piece of news I have, unless you have other news from this last week. No, I mean, it's, it's like you said, end of January. This time of year is always pretty dead with the news. Um, you know, we did have a, a pack South, but they it was pretty standard stuff. They didn't really do any yeah, that, news down there. That was actually surprising to me. I thought something would come out of PAX. So, I mean, it's it's the first one. I don't, you know, whenever they do the first one, I think people are hesitant to see if it'll be popular. So I'd expect if they do it at the same time next year, which who knows if they would, um, that um, there might be some news that comes out of it, but uh, I, I'd be surprised though because it's still January. They just got over the all the Christmas stuff. It'd be and then E three is only what two months away. Yeah, like, I mean, why I would you announce they, something? Borderlands announced they were going to have you know a, a pack in. They're going to do the uh, what was it? Uh, Borderlands two and the pre sequel um, in a for the the new the, the current gen consoles. Well, yeah. Well, Borderlands guys don't do anything right, so not right. Standard. They don't follow standards when it comes to announcements. Sure. So, but I, like, I don't know. I just feel that January will be way too soon for announcements. Yeah. Well, you never know. Uh, eventually, somebody will find it's a place to to cut out a niche. So, I heard that the best thing about it was that pretty much because there were a lot of people, developers, I mean, people came to see it, that it was just they took the indie booth and essentially made it a lot larger, which would be nice because then yeah. maybe you'd actually be able to get, get and play some of that stuff. So, um, oh, that'd, that'd be cool. So, yeah, Boston's like getting way, way too crowded. Way crowded. Yeah, it's like I can't even get through. The best I can do is jump, uh, jump high for a moment to see the screen, and then I have to like move on because there's so many people. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's uh, so that was what is going on in the world today. What? What? But uh, again, we're uh, we're gonna continue to to try to put one of these out each week, and uh, I know Case has been putting up some uh, content. He is in the middle of uh, redoing the website, so he's been a little negligent of actually putting that content on the website. But you can go to the Facebook if you want to check it out. It's and, also on our YouTube channel, and also on our YouTube channel. Uh, which, how would they find that? Just go to YouTube and look for Throne Controllers. There you go. Go to YouTube. 
look for throne controllers. I think, and, you, uh, I think you just search for throne controllers, it comes up. And uh, he's doing some stuff on there, and, and it's still in development stages. So what we're looking for is any feedback or changes you, know, you guys think would be neat or anything you'd like to see. You can send uh, an email to podcast at throne controllers, uh, either with questions or suggestions about uh, things you'd like to see. Uh, always willing for feedback or whatnot, or just to say, you know, case that guy, he's not very good with words, whatever, whatever you want to do there. Uh, and again, with the website, check it out, uh, coming soon, some point will be redesigned, try to get something a little more modern up there, but, uh, keep checking back for that, for that content. Before we go case, I was wondering if you had any words of wisdom for everybody out there in, in listening land. I don't know if it's wisdom. I was gonna. It's gonna be one of my last words. Is J.J. Abrams save Star Trek, and now he's gonna save Star Wars? Hmm. Hmm. Controversial, I'd say. Controversial. We'll leave it up to the scholars and the ages whether that is true. Or either that, or he's gonna put a bullet in its head and push it in a ditch. With that case. Uh, we're going to wrap up another episode and uh, again, reach out to us if you've got any questions, comments, or suggestions uh, if not, I've been Bats I've been Case and we out Peace Next caller.